Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after, <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to the New Truth Podcast, episode 203, Sustaining Your Sovereignty During the Holidays. It's everyone's favorite time of year coming up. <laughs> some, people's, some people's least favorite time of year. Um, but, I am yeah. emotionally charged time of year. Yes, exactly. And we usually release an episode about the holidays right before Christmas, but we decided to do it right before American Thanksgiving, knowing that there's a lot of American women and men who listen to the podcast. Um, and then, of course, Christmas, Hanukkah, all the different uh, holidays. There might be ones I don't know of. New Year's Eve, of course, affects everyone, um, but lots of different holidays coming up. It's holiday season. Then we have Valentine's Day right after. So we got lots of holidays coming up. And um, I feel super excited about this particular episode because I'm in Greece right now, but I'm about to head home in a few weeks. And I'm going to Arizona, to Scottsdale, Arizona for my very first American Thanksgiving. So I've never <laughs> had, I've had many Canadian Thanksgivings, but apparently American Thanksgiving is much more of a production. So I'm very much uh, excited to be a part of that. A woman, a dear friend of mine, I'm going to meet her family and spend some time with her uh, kids and have an American Thanksgiving followed by a bat mitzvah for her 13-year-old daughter. So super excited to have that coming up. That'd be so Where fun. are you going? Where are you going for We're Thanksgiving? We're going to Florida. Going to Florida. It's been a tradition in Andrew's family that they have a house there. And for all of Andrew's life, he went to Florida for Thanksgiving. Last year was the first year we didn't go after uh, Cheryl's loss. And so now we're going and I'm taking Madeline to the beach for the first time. Oh, so I'm, I'm like mostly super excited about that because she's never been yeah. to the beach because we don't live by the beach anymore in South yes. Carolina. So that's yes. what we're doing. You know, I, I I think that this is a, a beautiful, important place to start because so many people have lost family members and, you know, this could be your first, second, third um, holiday with one of your family members not being there. And that is massive. So um, yeah, just want to acknowledge that this is your first Thanksgiving that you've had second. without Cheryl. Well, second, because last year was well, the that, that you celebrated, that you're celebrating. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 The first time I'm going to her Florida house without her. So yes. that'll, I'm going to feel that. I remember going to Boston and walking into that house without her and it just hitting me so, so hard. And so I'm yes. kind of preparing myself for that, like what yes. it'll be like to be there without her. And yeah. I just, the thing that makes the holidays really hard is the fantasy expectations about them. 
Yes. Like, like that's it. Like that it's supposed yeah. to be the most wonderful time of the year or that everyone is sitting around the table with a happy family and you're not like the, the most yeah. humbling thing for me in all of my life has been to stop projecting fantasy onto anything. Yes. Right? And to just be present with my own experience. And I honestly, I almost didn't want to go because Andrew's father is a very difficult person, but mm you know, I know how to handle difficult people. You know, I, I know how to sustain my sovereignty. I know how to remain connected to myself and and not afraid to set boundaries and not afraid to do the things that I need to do to be okay in yes. that environment. And Andrew and I are both prepared for being triggered without Cheryl, right? And being able to talk about the feelings that come up for us around that and have space. And so like, the, the sovereignty piece for me, I mean, sovereignty for me is about loyalty to self first, right? Yeah. Taking care of yourself first, maintaining your sense of self above all things, no matter where you are. Yes. And so that like all the things I just said, that's how I'm going to handle the holidays of taking care of myself, knowing what my boundaries are, knowing what my limits are, knowing what's realistic like, I'm not going to expect Andrew's dad to be able to talk about Cheryl or to have a ritual or to be vulnerable or to be love. Like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, right. like the child fantasy is somehow my family will be different rather than accepting people for who they are. And then that's what sets you free because you just know how to like work with it. And of course, my focus is on Madeline right? and preserving Matt and Madeline's experience and 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 keeping it you know, happy for her because she's one, yeah. right? So developmentally yeah. appropriate. <laughs> it's not her job to worry about any family drama at all. Um, yes. So I, I do, I mean, the first holiday season last year, like my heart, I mean, if I could say for anyone going about to experience the first holiday season without their loved one, it's like, accept that it's going to be very hard. Don't yes. try to make it happy. Don't force yourself to do anything you don't want to do. Like it is very hard. And that's why we yeah. didn't do anything last year. You know, it was yeah. like, and that's what we said, like what would feel most supportive for where we're at in our grief. So my, that that's my offering for the question for anyone. It's like, maybe, maybe what's true is what will feel supportive for someone is to go be with lots of family. And maybe you have a family that can talk about your loved one and, and actually grieve. Um, Andrew's family can't grieve. So we don't have that. But um, that's the question. It's like, what would be the most supportive for me with where I am right now, yeah. right on your grief journey or in your life journey? Because maybe what's supportive is for you to not be with your family if your family is difficult and you don't want to have them ask all the questions about your life. Right. Yeah. Like that. What's the thing that would be the best for me? That's the question. Yeah, I love that. And letting go of the the scripted life, like the scripted idea of what we're supposed to do. Supposed to. The, uh, the holidays is just a magnified, amplified version of what happens all year round in all facets of our life where we're doing things based on what we think we're supposed to do or what we should do. Being who we think we're supposed to be, tolerating, you know, crap or or I mean, sometimes tolerating crap, like even if you have an amazing family, maybe the thing at the holiday is like you eat food that makes you feel really bad mm, or you drink too much right, or you over schedule right. yourself. You know, I think of last year for me was I went home for the first time after living in Greece for a year and 
it was my first trip home since being abroad. And I was, I did not know what to expect. So obviously the first time you're figuring it out now, going back this year, I have so many plans of how to care for myself better because I, even though while I was there, I still did yoga and I, I did things to care for myself as I always do. I had too many, you know, clients at the time to make too many calls. I had planned a weekend workshop with 30 women flying from across 12 different States in the U S at the end of my trip. And then the weekend after that was my grandparents' funeral because both of them passed away last October. And um, so it was like this insane. And then I'm home and I had friends from high school asking to hang out that I'm not, you know, I'm not even close with anymore. I mean, there was some that I wanted to see, but there was just this everyone wanting to see me and I wanted to see everyone and I wanted to do everything. And by the end, I... I was at a party at my friend's house on my last night and I broke a plate washing the dishes and I started crying. It was her neighbor's plate that she had borrowed. He was out of town and she's like, be really careful doing the dishes with those plates. Sure enough, I broke the plate and I was so emotional. I just started mm. crying like a seven-year-old and I was just like, oh my God, what am I doing? I was sick. I was I exhausted. I was pulled in so many directions. I was around so many people. So even though I love my family, my parents and I just traveled together for five weeks and we just get along so well and have the most beautiful, deep, amazing relationship. So even though I love my parents and we have a great relationship, it's like I still mm. that I didn't have a lot of sovereign like space on my own because I was either with them or I was with friends or I was talking to clients or we were recording podcasts. So this year we're not doing podcasts. We're we're getting everything, you know, wrapped up before leaving. I'm winding down my clients before the new year. Like there's lots of mm. um changes that I'm making in advance now, knowing what it felt like last year. So based on what I shared and what you're sharing about going to Florida, I think one of the most important things is to have a plan, Yeah, you know, yes. and, and, yes. and it's like it, it with flexibility it. plans don't all things don't always go according to plan, but at least having a, a self-care self-love so self-support plan in place, no matter yes. what your situation is, like if you know you eat a bunch of crappy food and then feel horrible at the holidays, what, how can you support yourself to not do that in such an extreme way? You know, like right. what can you, what can you have in place that, you know, will support you to feel vibrant and, and spacious and relaxed and mm -hmm. whatever, whatever it is that you however you want to feel knowing, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, but like, how can you set yourself up for success basically? And so for you, like you're going there knowing you're walking through the door of grief and of another layer of, of moving through the journey of, of grieving the loss of your mother-in-law. So how can I set myself up for success so that I can feel nourished while I'm there, you know, giving that to your daughter and allowing and the yourself plan with I, like literally that was that is the most important what you just said is is what sovereignty is because it's yes. thinking of self yes. right it's not just getting on the train of everyone else's emotions and everyone else's ideas and then losing yourself literally yeah. two weeks ago I said to Andrew let's sit down and make our plan for that week 
Mm. Like when, like we have a baby, how are we going to take turns? So we each take care of ourselves. How are we going to make sure we're not in the house for five days with his dad? <laughs> like, and what day are we going to go to the beach? And okay, Thanksgiving is Thursday. So what are we going to do on that day? Like exactly that. And I, I do remember last year and my favorite part about how you just shared that story was with so much compassion. It just was like mm-hmm. a given, like you weren't, you didn't beat yourself up at all. Like you just, just said it as statement of fact with so much like love yeah. for yourself and compassion. And so I, and even if someone didn't have a holiday season look like yours last year, we can all reference at any point what's been happening. Like, especially if you go home to a family and maybe this year you can say, okay, I do know the rhythm of what usually happens. What am I going to do differently? And I've never, I I mean, I never, this is like so bad. I literally have never gone to my parents' house for Thanksgiving since I left college or since I went to college. Why is that bad? Well, I mean, in the, like, because now I have a good relationship with them. Good, good catch. Because it isn't bad. Um, But that. I did it from a reactive place. Like all of like not going was from a majorly reactive place. (laughs) Um, But I, I also mean it from, I never had the experience of having to juggle what you just said you juggled. And I'm sure Mm. so many people do, right? All your high school friends maybe want to get together with you or you feel obligated to go see, you know, X, Y, Z person and you have choice. Now you have choice to say, how do I want to spend this time, right? What's good for me? Since most women never, ever ask themselves that question, right? We do everything from obligation or guilt or should and supposed tos. And that was my guilt, actually, when I just said it's bad. I feel guilty that I have not spent a Thanksgiving with my parents. Mm. And I'm 36 years old and I went to college at 18. (laughs) <laughs> that's a lot of years of never going home for Thanksgiving. Um, and I'm, and I'm sure my parents would prefer differently. They don't give me a hard time about it though. So that's good. Mm. But, but I, I love what you just said around if someone's going home where it is where they grew up, you know, how to not feel obligated to do everything yes. Yes. You know, or squeeze then, it all in. Totally. And the biggest word for me, it, it's intention. It's like, because the word plan can often be coming from control. I know I work with a lot of, I'm not a planner. So like for me to have a plan, it's really just me being intentional. My plans are always fluid. I'm always going with the flow. But for all the controller women out there, Mm -hmm. sometimes a plan can become rigid with expectations and disappointment and all of that. So I'm going to replace that word and up level it with the word intention. It's like, be intentional, be intentional every day. How do you start your day? How do you care for yourself? First thing, even if it's five minutes of you, you know, Andrew, take Madeline for five minutes. I'm going to go sit on the grass and meditate for five minutes. She's in Florida, so she can do that. Obviously, if you're in like Ontario or something, you can't. Um, I'm going to go do a snow angel for five minutes, (laughs) but you like be intentional with everything and how, how you're caring for yourself, noticing when you are activated, like, where am I right now? Letting go of expectations, I'd say is the second biggest one expecting. And that's connected to what you said, the fantasy expecting our families to be different than they are. My relationship with my mom, who's the freaking cutest person now. It's like, well, since she retired, she, she's always been cute, but she was more like stressy when she was working in a full-time mom and understandable 
incredibly three kids, but, and, uh, and also we're both Tauruses. So when I was younger, we used to butt heads a lot, but, um, she's so delightful now, but even just watching her over the last five weeks in Greece, what changed my relationship with, with my mom was me not expecting her to be different than she is yeah, and starting it. to see the sweetness in the little like quirks that she has. Like my mom, my mom, when she eats food, she, she takes her napkin and tucks it in like a bib. Like, I don't know anyone that does that. I've never seen. And like, we could be at the fanciest restaurant and she oh will pack her net. And oh. I almost, and she just met Patricio. My parents just met Patricio for the first time. We went to his football game. We drove to this town in Greece in the Peloponnese that had the best time. And I was going to ask her to not do that, which would be my teenage self, like trying to control the experience, not wanting to be embarrassed. I don't think he even noticed, but although he's very detail oriented, he, he didn't say anything, but, um, but I, I was noticing my mind was Mm -hmm. like, tell her to not do that when Patricio's here. And then I was like, why? So I can like pretend she's different than she is because like, what she does with her napkin at dinner has anything to do with me or, and, and so I was like, Mm -hmm. actually, it's kind of cute. Like my teenage self is like mortified by her doing that. And then my sovereign woman is like, oh, that's so sweet. You know? So then I recognize that not everyone's parents are cute or sweet in any way. However, if you actually name their saboteur, right. If you start looking at your crazy mom as like, you know, name her, Martha or something and you start to see her through the lens of that's just her survival and her protection you will be able to have so like that's one thing that my always happens with my clients is they have so much more space for other people's survival patterns when they deeply understand their own so if your mom is you know always yelling or your or your parents are completely shut down from feelings and don't talk about anything emotional it's like that's their survival patterns and unfortunately they didn't know how to do anything about it but you're the one here to do something different so by letting go of them needing them to be different like so much of our suffering the majority of our suffering comes from us wanting people to be different than who they are and us taking everything personally, uh, internalizing other people's behavior or wanting life and situations to be different than they are. So when you can actually just like let go of just get into your own body, let life lead, trust the unfolding and learn how it there's the there's a book called loving what is by byron katie it's one of my favorite books that i read back in the day and it's all about learning how to just trust life and trust the unfolding even when it doesn't mean you're not going to feel your feelings but just trust that okay my mom's just being her and you will see dynamics change relationships change when we stop needing that person to be different than they are and we show up differently because codependency is my well-being is dependent on how other people behave. Like that's what codependency yes. is. I need yes. other people to behave a certain way in order for me to be okay, to feel a certain way in order for me to be okay. And that's where all of our control comes from. And I, I don't remember some spiritual teachers, the one who said it, like, if you want to know if you're enlightened, go spend a weekend with your family. Right. Mm-hmm. So like the, the vulnerability of, 
if it is hard to stay centered around family, like they installed the buttons, you know, that, that are, you know, are triggering, but you get to model. I have shared this in, I think almost every one of our holiday episodes, like my first holiday, I guess this is, this is the first Thanksgiving. I went home when I was sober, the first Thanksgiving, I went home sober. We had a very nice time. And I remember thinking, oh, the problem was me right? Like they're, they're not doing work on themselves. They haven't like changed, but I'm different at five. I was five months sober at the time. And I had, and my family had a completely different experience. And so it is like the power of seeing how much influence you have in your life and relationship dynamics. So you're not trying to make other people behave differently. You're just taking care of yourself and staying true to yourself and staying centered Like that's emotional maturity and emotional intelligence. What do I need to do so that I have access to the center of my well-being and the center of myself? Reactivity, irritability, anxiety, frustration is all about my, I don't have a centered sense of self and you can't have a centered sense of self if you don't literally physically take care of yourself, like getting enough sleep and, and moving your body and drinking water and eating nourishing foods. But then you really don't have a center of self because this is what codependency healing gives you when other people dictate your mood and dictate how you feel about yourself. So this is a perfect segue into, of course, our main new truth rant about all the weird ass questions that family members think it's appropriate to ask right over the holidays. And you know, you can, so, um, you're going to hear from my, um, my client who's a a body image coach now essentially say, you can tell your family ahead of time, don't make a comment about my body, right? Mm. That that's not allowed. It's not okay. And if you do make that comment, I won't be able to be around you. Right. And you can say that around, don't ask about my relationship status, right? That's not something I want to talk about. Like you can actually set a boundary and set that up and then recognize if they do that, you have to adjust your behavior, right? If it's not going to be safe for you to be around them, then you say, well, then I guess I can't sit at the table. Like many people, especially if you're listening to the New Truth Podcast, you might have begun your healing journey this year, right? You're, you maybe you're about to see your family for the first time since you've invested in yourself and done work on yourself or, or ventured into healing your attachment or your body image or your saboteur work. And, you know, you being different, almost every family system gets a little rubbed when somebody's different in the system. Oh. Right. And so you'll, you'll have to be, you know, have friends and have community that has your back around reminding you, you know, look, they're not different, but you are right. Like, and when they ask the difficult questions, one sovereignty is knowing you don't have to answer. Right. First of all, like you can literally say, I don't want to talk about that. Or why are you asking me that? And two, Kate's favorite is to flip the question and and make it funny, right? If someone asks, why are you still single? Why are you still married? Like you can bring lightheartedness and play, right? That is always a good pattern interrupt for people, right? To laugh. And you can literally just not go to any of the things if you don't want to deal with it too. But that's, you know, the recognition that we can't change other people and that like you already said it, it does cause so much 
suffering, but we can change ourselves. And that's where your personal power and sense of self lies. Yeah. And, and I just want to reflect, like going a little bit deeper, whatever triggers us, it only triggers us because it's alive inside of us. So if someone were to ask me, okay, I'm not single in this moment. I, I always feel sovereign. So it's like, I kind of like when I'm in a relationship, feel single when I'm single, I feel like, yeah, I just am sovereign no matter what. But if somebody, if I was single when I was a year ago, if somebody were to ask me, which nobody ever does now, they used to when I bought, when I subscribed to, oh my God, there's something wrong with me, which I very much did when I was in my twenties and early thirties, as soon as I was single, I had the next Tarzan lined up because I was terrified to be single. And I made all this meaning and believed all this stuff inside of me. So then what would happen? People would ask me because that's alive inside of me. You only, life is a mirror. Everything so if someone's asking you a question like that, it's ha the only reason it's triggering is because there's a part of you that believes there's something wrong with it. But when you get out to a place where you're like, my relationship status, like truly, where you truly believe, and we're just taking this one example, this can be applied to every belief and every question that triggers you. But with this one belief of why are you still single, if you truly deeply get to a place inside of yourself where you're connected to that wholeness, it's already inside of you. You don't have to go find it. But when you're connected to your most aligned self, where you're, you're happy, you're loving your life, you've got a life you let you, you know that you're not going to settle for any relationship because you think you're supposed to be in a relationship. You know that your relationship status does not define you as a human or a woman, that whether you're in a relationship or not, it's nothing to do with your self-worth or your value or anything like that. When you're living from that place and somebody says, like, first of all, people stop asking because nobody asked, asked me that when I was single. But if they do ask, like, I wouldn't have been impacted. I would have been like, mm -hmm. oh, because I'm choosing to be because I haven't met someone. Like, what a funny question, because I'm I'm loving my life like, you know, I'm dating myself right now. I'm actually not dating because I'm dating. I did say that for um, a, a little while, like I'm dating myself. I'm not interested in dating anyone. I'm dating myself. I'm learning how to love myself. And I, most people will be like, wow, that's really cool. So, but just know it only hurts if you have a belief that it means there's something wrong. Even if somebody else believes it means there's something wrong with you. If you are standing in your sovereignty, knowing that that's not true, it will not impact you. You'll be like, oh, cute. They're, you'll be like, cute. They're in the old paradigm. Wow. They, they're in a miserable marriage asking me if like, what's wrong with me and why am I still single? And because they're in the old paradigm. Wow. That's so interesting. Like you, it won't impact you in the same way. So the same is true for all questions that come your way. It's like, that's why the inner practices and inner, you know, work. learning transformation. <laughs> I don't love the word work because I think living in your saboteur is way more work. I think the inner transformation, the inner uh, new way of living from your sovereignty, when you come from that place and you're devoted to yourself and your relationship with yourself, those every quite like it cleans all that crap up, all these beliefs. Cause the, the thing is, you might still be believing you're not beautiful enough, lovable enough, worthy enough, but good enough. There's something wrong with you that you're single, but all of that stuff, I don't care who you are, where you're from, what you're, what, how old you are, where you, you, all of that stuff is bullshit. It's not true. You're sovereign. You're divine. You are a child of God. You are 
you are a soul. You are a spark in the universe. You are, you know, what's the chances of being born? It's like one in something billion. Yeah. You are, you are divine. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. So if you don't feel that way right now, and it's not that you're going to feel it in every moment, but if you don't know that place inside of yourself, it is time to come home. Amen. Amen. That's it. (laughs) I remember how uncomfortable people were when they asked me why I wasn't drinking, you know, like someone else's insecurity around or like their alcohol problem. I made them uncomfortable because I was happy without being drunk at a holiday gathering or a holiday event. And yeah, the recognition that it's, you know, the centered in yourself is like, it's my problem. No one yes. else is like causing that for me. And yeah. that that was powerful about the deepening around your trigger of like, oh, why is that question so activating to me? Like that's mine to look at rather yeah. than, oh, I hate that they all like ask me, you know, because they're just being themselves. And, um, you know, it's it's a journey. I'm, I mean, I'm still struggling with family stuff. Like that's just what's true for me. And um, I have so much compassion for all the people that don't have, you know, what so many ache for, you know, and, and don't, I don't have a place to go that is whatever Hallmark card fantasy (laughs) has like created. And my truth is I chose my husband for a million ways, but one of the main reasons is because we were ready to create the thing you know, that we always craved. Right. And it's not my daughter's problem. What my childhood drama is right. She gets, she's a brand new being and a brand new experience. And I have choice over how I show up and breaking, I guess for me, that's what is work for me. And, and people don't have to use that word, but what is work for me is the, the survival pattern feels so deep or like the trauma can be so deep that it takes conscious intention and effort to choose mm-hmm. to do something different. Yeah, right. For um, sure. So maybe that's the word for me, effort instead of work, but effort, commitment, devotion, devotion, all of those things. All the things. Yeah. yeah. That, that it's a, con- and it's a consistent practice. And, you know, we've said yes. that at like every episode, um, but the, the creator, you know, to not be a victim of other people or a victim of society or a victim of the system anymore is what sets you free. And I think that way for myself every day, like, what do I want to create today? What do I want to create for myself? What do I want to create for my family? What do I want to create for my work? Not what's everybody else doing or what should I do? Right. That's the question. And I hope that that's the question anyone carries with them through the holiday season and that you have so much fucking permission to not go. Like I needed to hear that. If you have a toxic family, it is not enlightened for you to say, I'm going to go put myself in that environment and like energetically have to like, um, what's, what's the like shield yourself, right? Or like how much effort it'll take to protect yourself from people. Like you can decide Mm -hmm. not to go. You can also ask your friends to go with them, like be willing to ask. Or create a friend one, or create like a, a friend one, family. right? Create yeah. the thing that you want. But the, yes. the, there were many, I mean, many years, my college years where I did ask my friends, I asked my friends to, to be with them over the holidays because I didn't want to go home. And so that's that, that creator self, like sovereign woman yes. 
is a woman yes. who creates her life, is not living yes. at the affect of life, is not waiting for life to do her, is not asking for life to make, make something happen for her, like God's some magician in the sky that she waves her wand at, right? I am, like sovereign yes. is I am the creator self and I happen to my life rather than yes. life happens to me. So yes, that's what you exactly. carry with you through the holidays. I love that so much. Sovereign woman is I'm the creator of my life and I'm responsible for all of my feelings and all of my internalizations of everyone else's yes. behavior. Because no matter what people say or do, it's not about you. It's their own limitations. It's their own filters. It's their own, like the drinking thing that's so common or someone eating vegan at Thanksgiving and everyone's like, why aren't you eating meat or you're going to die? You need protein. And it's like, you right. get to choose, you get to choose you get to choose and just think of the holiday season as jedi training it's jedi mm, training you're like really Ooh, you are like it, you're turning up the volume no matter what whether it's the busyness or the the like gluttony or the family system drama or whatever your story is whatever your challenge is with the holidays and i mean i know there's people who also love the holidays so lean into that too um, and like, that's another thing to do. It's like, what could you do for your inner child during the holidays? Right. There's a, there's a part of you that maybe if you had shitty Christmases every year, choose to not take your, cause your family's crazy choose to not go to your holidays this year and like do something that would be fun yeah. for that young right. part of you. Like what have you always wanted to do, right? Like create the experience like you're doing for Madeline, create the experience for yourself, create the experience for the younger parts of you that didn't get to have those experiences. Cause when people hate Christmas, that's usually why, because they had, you know, looking around them and it seemed like everyone else was having an amazing time. Meanwhile, they were having, you know, a lot of pain and drama and trauma. So it's, uh, it's just a magnified soup Jedi training. So get your, get your lightsaber out, get your, <laughs> your, your suit on and take responsibility for your experience. You absolutely can. And this is, this is how we flip everything on its head, like all of that, your life is your own and you get to make it no matter what's happening in the world, no matter what's happening at your family dinner, no matter what's happening anywhere, you, you get to, to honor and care for yourself amidst all of it. And permission to enjoy it. That feels like the last yes. thing, like, and yeah. like, this is related to the themes of my life lately around taking up space. And I talked about in episode 200, like if you're happy, Maybe some yeah. of you are just falling in love and you're about to have the first holiday with your new partner. Maybe you just got engaged and you are really freaking happy about it. You are not responsible for making other people comfortable if they're struggling, right? Yes. Like you, and if the holidays have always been meaningful for you and you have meaningful traditions, like what's true for me is I'm so looking forward to Christmas this year, like Madeline's going to be a year and a half. Like it's just going to be really engaged. Like I can't wait to decorate my house. Like I could cry. Like I can't wait to decorate my house and like do things for her to make it special. And yeah. like you just said, when you just said there are people who love the holidays, like if you're listening and you love it and it's such a magical time because you do create things for your friends and have a friend's giving or, or you host at your home, like you have permission to do that too right? To feel the joy and magic of this season because it is present and without the Hallmark shit on it, there is, yes. uh, there is also 
a magical time of yes. being together with people that you love, right? And and being surrounded by, you know, people that care about you, if that is the kind of family you have. And at, the, at any given moment, right? Like both things are true. Like I'm experiencing the loss of Cheryl and the magic of Madeline, like in any, yes. in every moment, right? So you can be sad about not having certain things having happened in your life right now and this at the end of this year but you also can be partnered with the things that have happened and how you are different you know i just had that conversation with the client on how easy it is when you're deeply doing personal development that you can focus on how far you have to go right with whatever the healing is rather than what can you celebrate what can you be proud of right now as you go into the holiday season and and acknowledge that has been different about how you showed up this year. So I do yeah. love that you said that because I, I, I like the, the permission to enjoy, because what we say about Valentine's day, like if you enjoy Valentine's day, then go fucking enjoy Valentine's day and don't feel bad about it. You know, like, and, it, and if holidays. you, if you don't, there's a part of you that actually does, right. It's, yeah. it's like, there's a little girl inside who wants to have magical Magic. experiences. So if you're li- if you're like attached to the bah humbug, how's that impacting you? And how can you actually rewrite that story this year right. and do something different? And I was thinking of the year of COVID when I wasn't mm. seeing, I was like scared to see my parents and didn't want to. And so my, my really tight friend group, Kelsey, who we've had on the podcast, Leah, who we've had on the podcast, Andy, who we've had on the podcast. Wow. We've had all my friends on the podcast and Chell. We did all of these things together where we, we did um, making Christmas balls for Kelsey's tree. We did like with sparkles and I, there were sparkles everywhere. It was like totally inner child things. We make Christmas tree balls, whatever. The, is that what they're called? Balls? Ornaments? Christmas ornaments? Ornaments, but the balls, <laughs> you know, the... <laughs> Not yes, sexual, yes. They're ornaments, but we understand the, all the balls. Yes, we <laughs> decorated. De- hang on, let me reframe that. We decorated Christmas ornaments that were in the shape of balls, the glass balls. Um, that was really fun. And we did Christmas baking night mm. one night, which was amazing. And then we did a friend's Christmas and we cooked a massive dinner. We all took a different part. We had the most beautiful time, oh. went to Leah's place and it was so special. And we went to the Van Dusen Gardens for anyone from Vancouver. It's these beautiful gardens that are fully decked out with lights. And we just were so intentional mm-hmm. that like, hey, this has been a shitty year. And like, how can we actually go out with a bang? How can we create magic. a magical yeah. experience for all the little girls inside of us that actually want to have fun and make this a fun experience? And we Perfect. did. So Perfect. Create your own experience. Let yourself have fun. Let go of the old narratives, like the old story of like Christmas. If your Christmas sucks every year and you hate it, bah humbug, create a new reality. Or you can just, you know, swim in your shit. <laughs> you get to choose. You get to choose. Oh, yes. that's so special. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. We we believe in you and and stay tuned because we've got lots of amazing big things happening. You're going to hear an interview next week. And then the last two episodes of the year for us are going to be more personal shares about the podcast and about who we've been over the past four years and where we're going. And then we are taking a break for the last two weeks of the year. And season two will start in January. So really, really so grateful that you've been with us. And then we really appreciate your love. Leaving a review on um, iTunes is super, super helpful and just spreading the word. And I, yeah, we both feel very different. 
and we are different yeah. from four years ago and starting the podcast. And so I'm uh, very, very excited about what's to come. Yes. And we imagine a lot of you are too, because yeah. you've been hanging out with us here and, and doing all the things. So keep showing up. We love you. Happy holidays. And we'll, yeah. So last two weeks off. So that's when you can binge, go back to the beginning and listen to all the old episodes on the holidays if you need to catch up. And then uh, we'll see you in the new year. But of course, more episodes to come. Just the last two weeks were off and we love you. We'll see you soon. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, you can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.